everyone. Welcome to The Amateur Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan O'Connor, and today I'm talking to computer programmer from Toronto, Ontario, Spencer Kelly. And uh, cool fact, Spencer's mom actually married my wife and I. So uh, welcome, Spencer, and thanks for joining us on the show today. He's going to talk to us about programming. Hi, Spencer. Thanks, Ryan. Great to be here. Uh, so I guess uh, just uh, first question for you is, how did you get into coding? I was a very lost 20-year-old, just like many 20-year-olds are. Um, I did a philosophy degree, um, kind of hated it. Uh, but at the time, I was really into Wikipedia, like um, like fanatically. Uh, so during that time, I was like um, obsessively editing Wikipedia, um, almost in a problematic way. Like I got a repetitive strain injury and stuff from doing it. <laughs> um, but that work, it just like... Uh, I can't believe how into that project I was at the time. This was like two, this was like a, a the year two thousand one. Um, so it was oh wow, it was so pretty was, small at that time. Yeah, yeah, the early days. Yeah, and it was like the biggest part was that um, everybody would would laugh at it. You know? yeah, yeah, like it, you would say like, "Oh, I I added Wikipedia." They're like, "Oh, anyone can do that, haha!" And then you're like, "How often do you use it?" And they're like, "Oh, six or seven times a day." You know? Yeah, and it was like it was like mocked. And then it became like the um, center of all human knowledge, <laughs> I know, <laughs> like yeah. in the span of like four or five years. So it was quite amazing to be a part of that process. You know, yeah. I was a nobody and I was like working at a bakery and stuff. But just through the work I did with Wikipedia, like I wrote some bots. I was also involved in this project that was doing like database work with Wikipedia. And it was just through that that I got a job at a startup and I started calling myself a programmer. And um, that's how it happened. Cool. What was it about Wikipedia that interested you so much at first? I feel like if if uh, you know if if we find aliens one day, they will have some sort of central store of human information. You know, like mm -hmm. they're going to have that too. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we are able to do it is um, just exciting for me. That you know, like uh, just in this time, we actually started doing it. Um, and we haven't, I don't know, it, like, the internet is pretty exciting, but it's also kind of trash, too. Like, we haven't um, had a lot of success on the internet, uh -huh. besides Wikipedia, I think. Yeah. How did you start to learn programming after that? What was your next step? Yeah, I was um, I'm doing some things like, like some data work with Wikipedia. There's things like, um, you know, you tag somebody if, if they've died. Um, but if they were born in, like, the year 1782... Um, you can sort of automatically tag that they've died. Or you can make some assumptions. Or or things like uh, CN Tower is in Toronto, and Toronto is in Canada, then the CN Tower is in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, that sort of work. Um, there's also things like, uh, you know, just just really basic, boring stuff. But but at the time, I was, I was working, sort of laboring over things. And I knew if I wrote some script that would save me, you know, 3,000 clicks, mm -hmm. I would just do it. So it, it was a matter of, like, copying and paste things from the Internet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm sure learning programming is is a much different process now um, than it was in the year 2000, uh, 20 years ago. Oh, yeah? I think of it, uh, uh, but um, that's how I did it. You know, I I didn't uh, do any computer science in university or so. You just any, used uh, Google and other internet-based resources. Yeah, if you want to um, just get a job at a startup and um, become a programmer. 
I would definitely not recommend going to university for four years doing that. Why not? Computer science. You know, the joke is that like, uh, you know, you spend four years solving like uh, the traveling salesman problem and like doing algebra and, and all that. And then you get a job at Facebook and they say, can you move this text like two pixels to the left? Or <laughs> right? it, it's, it's completely different uh, set uh -huh. of skills. There is kind of a nice thing with computer languages mm -hmm. that there's a range of um, how soft or how hard the language is. Right. Um, like how strict or how soft the language is. Um, like if you wanted to learn like C or Java, you, you would really, um, I mean, that will take two years to get good. Like maybe you can get a job after month eight or something. Uh -huh. but, um, okay. But there are also languages that are much like uh, tolerant or, or or easy. You know, you can you can skip a semicolon or uh -huh. or you don't need to know like um, um all these abstract concepts that are required. Uh, um, so what are what are some good languages for people just starting out? Most people start out with Python, yep. which is great. It's mm -hmm. actually the most common language, um, even though like nothing you use is written in Python. You know, um, it, it's sort of like a scripting language. Like if you're if you're a PhD or something, you're going to use Python. Um, if you take a Google interview, they often do it in Python just because it's like a forgiving. Uh, um, it's slower when you run it, and uh -huh. you can't. You know, you're not going to build an operating system in it or something like this, but. It's also like um, most English-like when you look at it. Huh, interesting. One thing I, I heard or read online is that computer programming is not so much about learning to write script. It's more about problem solving and identifying problems that you want to solve. Um, is that true? Is that is that a good way to get into computer programming is thinking about problems that you might be able to solve with uh, the use of software or code? Yes, it's very much, um, um, like sometimes it's, it's binned in with like mathematics or physics as, yeah. a, as a subject of study, but mm -hmm. it's very much um, more like, a, like library science sort of work where you're just moving things around at the end of the day. You know, like um, you, there are two people can, that can write the same program, mm -hmm. works exactly the same way, but one is like... Um, unmaintainable and will crash if you do the wrong thing. Um, so the difference between having like a really bad day as a developer and having a good day as a developer, is just like this um, clarity about organizing things. Mm -hmm. um, and once you get over it, you know, like there is some overhead to learning programming, but once you get over that, it's actually like not, doesn't require all this uh, fantastic intellect or, or thinking like, like a lot of the work you can do once you, figure out the syntax is just, you know, in your sleep. Um, it's just moving things around um, to clarify. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like you said, the, what problem it is you're trying to solve. Um, it, um, with startups and with companies, often the challenge is, um, you know, they'll ask you to do something, but then they'll ask you to change it. And so, so writing it in a way that can be changed, in a way that you anticipate, or even the ways that you don't anticipate, that's, that's where the real... Um, real challenges come in. Um, being able just to just to work through a problem for a couple of days, uh, um, that's not for everybody. But, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm sitting at the beach and I have nothing to do, I, I just wish I was programming usually. You know, it's, uh -huh. it's just an activity. Um, it's like, you know, it's like playing a good video game where you okay. just like have the problem that you really are trying to uh, describe and you just got to think around it a couple of times and 
um, that's a nice process for me, yeah. but not for everybody. So I, what, what keeps you going when you're computer programming? Because I, I think a barrier for a lot of people is the idea that they'll be sitting at their computers for a long time. Um, and it'll, it'll take a while before they get to that aha moment where the program works. What keeps you going while you're doing the writing the lines of script? Yeah, that is hard. That is hard for some people. And like, have you heard it? I saw some headline, um, that it's become like an alt-right thing for people to say, learn to code. Yep. Um, you've heard this? Yeah, I've heard, it's it's become sort of like a, a meme, right? It's like, oh, right. you lost your job in the factory. Why don't you just learn to code? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can't get a girlfriend. Why don't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, it's it's not for everybody, it, uh-huh. and it's it's true. I mean, I mean, some people um, are not going to excel at staring at a computer screen all day. Yeah, you know, like um, yeah, it's it's not fair to to say like, why didn't you learn JavaScript? Uh, I love it. Yeah. Um, when it's good, it feels just like you're um, you're doing a crossword puzzle or something, you know. Okay, and yeah. you you know the next ten steps you have to do, and uh, oh, it it's good when it's good. Um, when it when it's frustrating though, I mean, people say take a walk, which is yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, it's bad when you're in when a workplace setting where like you're expected to be chained to the desk. Yep. Um, there is some of that. Uh, not, I mean, yeah. I, I work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I am frustrated, I, you know, um, take a tennis ball and go, go hit it against the wall for a couple hours. Hmm. That's cool. You know, I feel much better when I do that. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, go for a bike ride or something like that. Yeah. But the, um, the, it, it's exactly like doing a crossword puzzle where okay. once you walk away from it and you walk back, you're like, Oh yeah. Like obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. get, the, you get the clue that you'd been stuck on for a yeah. while. That's true. Yeah. And it, it sounds like when you're writing the script, you get into that flow state that a lot of us have felt when we're doing our, our hobbies or, or whatever. Um, so I guess I want to bring it back to starting out, uh, learning to code and, um, thinking about what we need to get started. You mentioned languages is, is obviously a big one, choosing a language to start out with. And maybe Python is, is a, great one to start with for beginners. Is there any kind of special hardware that we need or, or operating system software when we're starting out? Is that, is that an important consideration? Yeah, I would definitely, um, for starting out as a developer, I would definitely recommend starting a project, like whatever it is. Yeah. Um, like don't get, you know, you can get, um, absorbed in learning every, every fancy programming language and, and just like start taking them off. But it's all useless until you have something that you want to build, you right. know, like that's where you should start. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you get frustrated, uh, you know, I had a friend who just hated his email client, you know, he'd always complain about how Gmail does this. And, and um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he made a email company. Like he, he, ended, he, he didn't know how to develop, uh, but he figured it out. Um, yeah. His company didn't succeed, but like, how cool is that? Where That's you just cool, like, yeah. oh, this yeah. is what I have to learn in order to uh, in order to solve this problem. You know, if you see something in the world that needs to change, uh, uh-huh. or if you have some idea that you want to do, like just figure out the things you need to do huh. to do that. The one annoying thing that everybody everybody complains about, but um, everybody needs to do, is learn a, ver- a version control. Yeah, so um, it's just one of the things that no matter what in software world, you're going to need to. No, um, Git is is the one that everybody uses. Is Git? Mm-hmm. It just it's just a way to like roll back code, or like um, once you do a specific thing, you you enter it in, 
um, and then everybody can see it so you can collaborate with people and stuff mm -hmm. it just makes things um so so much easier and um that would be one thing i would i'd recommend um, knowing before i'm um, starting a big software project because it you know like if the two of us for example were to work on this podcast together and we were mm -hmm. to, to edit it collaboratively or something mm -hmm. Maybe you, you would do some work and then email me mm -hmm. it, and I would do some work and email you. Mm -hmm. But if we were working at the same time, it would clash. And yeah. maybe if you edited some piece out that you wanted from you know March 22nd or something, you would need to go back and remember blah, blah, blah. Um, version control is, solves that problem. Um, okay. So if two people are writing software together um, and not using Git or any um, version control system, they're going to regret it. Um, that's, that's a big thing to learn. It's really hard, but also um, worth the time. Okay. And maybe another thing would be just uh, just platform. You know, there's sort of um, a big schism in the world right now about mobile applications um, and web development. Mm -hmm. There's also a, a sort of a schism maybe with uh, back end and front end. Um, my advice is if you can do it on the web, um, you will find it uh, to be a much more forgiving place to learn software development. Um, Websites are, are this really cool thing. And I can't believe they work. And I can't believe they actually are so tiny that anybody can access them in, like, uh, milliseconds. Um, it's so much different than, than you know, learning all the um, Android or Apple SDK stuff um, and, and having to pay, like, licenses and all of this. Um, so the other thing, too, is that it can work on you know, your Xbox and it can work on your mobile phone and it can, um, work, work everywhere you need it to. If you wanted it to be like a hardware project, you can make an Android, open a web page, uh, or anything like this. So, so my, my advice is to become a web developer first mm -hmm. before, before, um, anything else, you know, some people are going to disagree with this, mm -hmm. but I think it is, um, the, the best way to get started okay. actually making things, you know, like even just workshopping. Yeah. Things, uh, okay. Websites all only run one programming language mm -hmm. um, right now. And there's plans for this to change very soon. Um, but for the past 20 plus years, actually like 30, 40 years, um, mm -hmm. it's always been JavaScript. Yeah. Um, so that's the language. Um, um, it's the language of the web as, as, as we speak right now. It's, it's 2020. But, um, you know, there's talk about all these new languages coming in. Mm -hmm. It's going to change things a lot. Um, but but right now, um, so I spend all day writing JavaScript. Okay. Um, yeah. And most most others do, and that's um, that's a nice language. It's mm -hmm. very popular, very forgiving. Mm -hmm. um, it, it'll be able to do everything you could possibly want. <laughs> There's, you're never gonna hit the end of, of that. It seems to me, at least, that uh, the the online community of programmers is very, just as an outsider's perspective, they seem very helpful. To each other and and very open is that yeah. usually the case yeah yeah it used to be um and i'm glad this has changed because it really has changed but it used to be that the the programming world was really um toxic and, and angry um really <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah and just just like if you ask a question you would get told how wrong you are you know yeah um, this really is this really is changing um and it's often just the the people that are coming to the software world are changing, you know, the people who have asked a question in a way that's not rude or something like that. But there really is a, a good culture of of helping each other with mm -hmm. with issues like um, Stack Overflow is the big one. Mm -hmm. But there's also, you know, um, 
lots of different worlds for for working with that. Right. So so if I were to write a program and, and I release it as like a like ten bucks for a program or something like that, mm-hmm. you can't build on that, you know. Yeah. And plus, you can't fix things in it. You know, mm-hmm. you need to ask me politely to fix the, your issue that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, with open source software, um, it's like um, innately collaborative, right? You have a you have a way that uh, two people can work on the same thing, mm-hmm. and all this, and it, it is really good. The issue, though, is that once the source code is released, there's almost no way, and I mean this, like there is almost no way to make money um, with an open source project. Uh-huh. Um, that's what I do, you know, all day long, um, and I, I've never made made a penny directly from uh, an open source project, um, which is too bad. So it's like. If people want to collaborate on software, um, but the instant you do, um, it's impossible to make money. Right, right. So you're basically just doing it purely out of passion, it sounds like. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, yes and <laughs> okay. no. Uh, most of the work I do right now comes in from my open source, open source work. Uh-huh. Um, most of the time, someone will file an issue like, oh, I found this problem, or like, Oh, can you do this this new feature for me? And I say, yeah, of course. You know, um, maybe it'll take me some time. And then yeah. if they're if they're running some like big software company and they have tons of money, they say like, here, what's your rate? Uh-huh. Um, often that's that's how work comes in. Uh, um. Cool. So tell me about some of the programming work you've done with linguistics. Yeah, it, it seems like a nerdy thing, and it seems like a, a unrelated thing to know like the nouns and the verbs of a sentence. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And often, you know, that's what I do um, all day. And people are often like, why? You know, I, if you ask my parents, like, what I do, they have no, no clue. I, <laughs> I mean, they don't, it just seems weird. But uh-huh. um, all of the world's information is in text. And the thing about text is that computers can't read it, you know? Computers mm-hmm. don't understand mm-hmm. it. Um, so it's, it's like we're, we're all um, dumping crap into a barrel and then we can't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Like the the perfect world is where, when you're contributing information, it can be you know remixed and used and shared in all this like like a smooth way. Text mm-hmm. doesn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying. The work I do is trying to like make text at least a little bit portable, at least a little bit sensible. Where you're um, you're wanting to change it or mm-hmm. like um, scan through it, um, look for like. Uh, soft matches and things and stuff. Mm-hmm. so um once we learn the basic skills um how do we get better how do we improve our programming skills do we have to practice and if so how do we practice yeah yeah if you ask a, a carpenter mm-hmm. what their workbench looks like you know like a carpenter is so so careful about you know their saw goes here and this goes there, and and if you like change something about their workflow, yeah. they're gonna freak out at you. Um, that's because they care about their yeah. their their process and their workflow. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I used to make fun of people who who get really um, uh, finicky about their computer and like spend all day making it perfect and get mm-hmm. a bunch of screens so they look like a fancy person. This really matters. Um, um, I can't I can't recommend enough that you spend like. A good amount of time, you know, like as much as you can afford, mm-hmm. making your computer exactly the thing that you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let 
other people tell you what you're supposed to do on your own computer, mm -hmm. whether it's like um, the arrangement of windows or, mm -hmm. or monitors mm -hmm. or keyboard shortcuts or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It all sounds really silly and nerdy to make a big deal out of, mm -hmm. but man, like, um, you know, a better touch tool mm -hmm. is this application for like um, configuring a, a Mac and there's, there's equivalent ones for Linux and, and Windows mm -hmm. as well. But just uh, so your computer, like, you know where this window's going to be. You don't need mm -hmm. to all tab around. Yeah. Um, that really makes you a better developer. It, it, like, <laughs> um, they say, like, you're only as good as your tools, right? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I think this is something that a lot of people, myself included, who use a computer uh, for, for, like, most of the day for our jobs, uh, something that we, exactly. can, we can learn from as well. Yeah, that, I should say too. Um, one thing that one thing that gets me, and I can't believe, it, and it's really <laughs> surprising uh -huh. if you're if you're a developer or not. Um, people's desktops, mm -hmm. like how how much of a, a garbage fire um, people treat that. People's inboxes, you know, some people have like ten billion unread emails in there. You know, you're going to spend a huge portion of your life on a computer. Um, do it properly. Absolutely, I agree with you. I'm I'm one of those people who has. Uh, <laughs> Thousands of unopened emails in my inbox. <laughs> right? <laughs> Are you serious? Um, <laughs> yeah, because um, I don't know. I, I I don't know why. It just sort of built like that, like over the course of years, right? And I just never got to because the idea of going through all of them and deleting manually is daunting, right? Yeah, yeah. It's funny um, the relationship people have to software. If this was like your your legal life or like your financial life you would you would not let this slip but but something about software has just become you know it feels nerdy it feels like it's it's not important you know, like why would i spend time cleaning up my inbox um um it's worth it i don't know yeah it, it, maybe it's just my opinion i, I think uh, no, I agree with you. I think it's uh, it is worth it. And um, you know what, Spencer, I, I, I'm going to do it after after this after this <laughs> hey, I'm podcast. Check back. Sometimes people say that I'm going to check back. It is a big. I mean, spending a day cleaning out your inbox is hard work and it's not fun. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you know what? The last time I tried, I, I just got too nostalgic because I'd go back to old emails from uh, <laughs> five years ago from uh, from my mom or whatever, and I'd think, oh, that was a nice email. Yeah. Um, and then I'd get too nostalgic and, and, uh, and I <laughs> get distracted with that, I guess, but, or, um, I'm going to do it. I, pr I promise you it's, it's, uh, you know, with this COVID situation, we're spending a lot of time indoors. So go. now, now's, uh, as good a time as any, or even better time than most. And I think, uh, it's probably something like cleaning out your house, which, uh, most people spend time <laughs> doing and, and, uh, um, I think, well, I think we need more of that and more of that out in the open, right? And I think um, some of the things you're talking about here is just uh, good computer habits and um, cleaning is a good analogy. Hygiene is another good analogy. I think um, we can think right. of this as computer hygiene. And, uh, and most of us use computers for our work day in, day out. So this is something that uh, we need to take more seriously, myself included. And I'm guilty of of uh, bad hygiene, computer hygiene habits, as you, as you know. Um, okay, so let's talk about some of the challenges that people learning computer programming might face. Um, what challenges did you face when you were learning and improving your computer programming skills, and how did you overcome those challenges? One thing that's hard, um, and if I could 
I could talk to myself um, in my 20s, what I would tell myself is um, the, the way to navigate a workplace, a, a software company often, but, but really any workplace um, as a young person um, and not, not be taken advantage of uh, as an employee. Um, um, I see it. I see it everywhere. Like every company I I work at, whether it's in town or or um, um in the valley or, or whatever, always like it, it's it's often young people who are who are subject to this, but but also like women or or people who are you know on their back foot for whatever reason don't feel comfortable speaking up. Um, somebody asks you to work on the weekend, and it's not an actual you know serious emergency say no, you know, like definitely say no. If, if somebody, if the expectation is that you're going to work late at night, every night for someone else's company, say no. Um, um, once you're offered a job, you're, it'll be exciting and stuff. But if they offer you a low salary, say no. <laughs> <laughs> I think often like people our age, um, like, like say, say just millennials in general, um, their parents, like they always just worked until five o'clock, you know, like nine to five yeah. was the way white collar people worked yeah. back then. And, and it's only recently that like the expectations that you're going to grind all night at your, at your startup for someone on someone else's company. Um, it, it, it's really unfair. Um, so I would, I would encourage people to stick up for themselves. Uh, like work-life balance is really important. And, Super um, important. Yeah. Yeah. This like, like hustle culture stuff is really sick, uh, and not fair. Um, I should say too that, like on that note, um, in the software world, if you are given a job, it often comes with with equity, uh -huh. like a very, very, very small percent of of equity of the pie. Yeah. Um, I've never met somebody like I seriously have never met somebody who has made money um, in, in this way. Um, so. So it's peanuts. Like, so often basically. people, peanuts. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll okay. you'll never. I mean, I remember people telling me this when I was young. I was like, no, I'm an exception. But so many people get like a tiny fraction of the pie and then it gets diluted. Um, and they think that like, oh, we're in the next Facebook, you know, like this, this app is going to change the world and they just get all into it. And so they, they lose, you know, they're, they're 20s, you know, they just work the whole time. i never have any fun. Um, uh, it's not cool. You got it. You got to have a life after work. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. And I think that applies to other uh, industries, other areas as well. I know I, a lot of people do feel um, motivated by fear, you know, fear that if I turn down my boss, then I'm not right. going to advance. Um, so I, I think and there is the it is part of the culture as well. As you said, the hustle culture kind of pressures people into working their asses off in their twenties and thirties. Um, yeah. so yeah, I think the more people turn down their bosses and the more people say no to that hustle, hustle culture, the, that's, that's how it's going to change. And that's the only way it's going to change. Um, yeah. There was somebody, I remember at the, at this company I worked at, there was some 50 of us and there was one person I hired and they're just like, Nope, I, you know, I got to pick up my kid at, at four, four thirty or something. So he, he would leave at four thirty. And and at first we were like, this new guy just leave. Like, we're gonna be here for another four hours. But but I eventually just really respected him for doing it. And you know, like just just draw the hard lines, say um, those, those are the rules. You know, I'll I'll have your thing done uh, for you tomorrow. 
That's yeah. what I say. Yeah, and I guess it's just a, it's a matter of saying, well, if uh, if I lose my job on account of having to pick my kid up, then maybe I don't want to. Maybe I don't want this job anyways. And, and yeah, yeah, no one's gonna gonna fire you for leaving work at five. Yeah, and yeah. if they do, you definitely do not want definitely. that job. You definitely do not want that job. Definitely. I mean, okay, okay. Let me say this too. But um, um, like if if it's just someone else's company, and you have like a, a minuscule amount of equity, these these rules apply. But if you are if you're starting a project like your own project or with your friends or something and you want to hustle all night, pull all the letters and stuff, like, that's cool, you know? If it's your thing, like, go nuts on it. Oh, I but agree, if it's yeah. someone else's thing, just remember that, you know? They're, they're the ones that are going to get rich, and, and you are just going to get taken advantage of them if, they let, if you let them. I agree 100%. I mean, So that's an important distinction yeah, to make. Absolutely, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, it's important to distinguish between things you're doing for other people and things you're doing for yourself. Um, that applies yeah. to a lot uh, to a lot of people. And I, would you encourage programmers who are just starting out to to focus on their own projects as well as the ones they're doing for work? Is that something that is very important? When it comes to your own personal projects, I mean, that's fun. You can do anything you want, and don't let anybody tell you you're doing it wrong. You know. Um, there are no, there is nothing wrong, you know. It's like there are no wrong notes um, mm-hmm. in jazz, but there, it's like you can't. If you want to do it the silly way, you know, be my guest. Do it the mm-hmm. silly way. Uh, there's a big world of of like uh, these these creative programmers or, or like like arts based programming where where they don't care at all about efficiency. They don't care about you know uh, doing things the right way. Maybe they're bugs, but they're like they're cool bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, um, this is a world that's like refreshing to people. If they get burnt out in um, in the software world, you know, everybody telling you you're doing it wrong, or or um, you know, fighting with designers and and management and and all of that. Um, and just having like a fun project where where you can do it however you want. That's mm-hmm. that is nice. No question about it. Yeah, and having control over over the decisions and and what you're oh, doing. Yeah. 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 Um, one of the things I liked about reading your blog is that you take a, you seem to take a holistic approach to computer programming. And I think talking about um, making these kinds of difficult decisions in your workplace is part of that. And another part of that is is uh, keeping your your back uh, um, from uh, hurting too much. I remember reading one post about how you just uh, you have to remind yourself to raise your arms above your head every so often yeah and i think that's important as well right because or the uh, douglas Coleman has a joke where every computer programmer is 31.2 years old um just because everybody you know everybody goes into management or everybody uh, gets burnt out and you know goes back to grad school or something um, um but i plan on you know and i've i've curious who are who are saying this too but like um i plan on programming my whole life um mm-hmm. I, and i hope I, I can, you know, and, and if there's anything that will stop me from programming, it's having a sore back, you know, um, yeah. cause there's no good way. Uh, like if you're sitting down, your back hurts in one place. If you're standing up, your back hurts in another place. Um, um, so maybe in the future we will have, you know, crazy new things, but, um, yeah, you got to take care of your, yourself. Um, and if you're, if you're just going hard for a couple of days, you know, I like to smoke pot and go to the YMCA and, or or do whatever you need to do that just like slow you down because it is a you know a crazy thing for your brain to do for so many hours yeah yeah and it is too like just a a labor you know Mm -hmm. like in the same Mm -hmm. way that 
than anything just takes time. Um, programming is is like a thing that does not do itself. You know, it um, it's work, and, yeah. it, and it's like hours of work. And so you have to um, you have to know that, mm-hmm. and it's never going to be finished. And you just got to uh, you know put your feet up sometimes, play some video games or whatever it is that you need to do. Absolutely. You mentioned new languages coming in. Is there any any other things? That about the future of programming that we can expect to see or, or anticipate. Yes, yeah. Um, there is there's one big thing that's that I'm very excited about, and and a lot of um, people that I whose judgment I respect are also excited about this. Um, mm-hmm. um, is Rust. Um, so if you remember, you know, with browsers, the um, the history of it has been like it was Internet Explorer, yep. which was a big one, and yep. then. And then um, Firefox came in, and it was much faster. Mm-hmm. People started using Firefox. It, it became like 70% of the market share or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, then Google made Chrome, mm-hmm. and it was faster than Firefox. Mm-hmm. And, and so that has like 70% of the market share right now. Yeah. Um, people have been wondering why, what happened to Firefox. Like, why haven't they done anything in the past, in the past uh, eight years or something? Uh-huh. But what they've been doing is making this new computer language. Um, and they've been slowly, I mean, just in the past year or so, they've been slowly rewriting parts of Firefox in this new language. And it's like thousands of times faster. Oh, you know, wow. it, it like blows everything out of the mm-hmm. water. It's going to be a big deal. Um, but I mean, that's cool for Firefox. But yeah. it's also just a programming language that everybody is using. Um, and people people realize the um, some of the advantages of it. I can talk about it. It's a little bit technical. But um, I personally want to learn Rust. Um, the cool thing about, about Rust, too, is that there's a way... For it to uh, run in the browser um, very soon, or like uh, there's there's tentative ways for for people to run Rust in the browser, and they've been doing things like um, you know running like video games. You know, if you play like Call of Duty or something, you could see like like every blade of grass like yeah. casting a shadow and like dispersing through fog and stuff. Uh-huh. But then you go to a website and it's like one thing is moving and it's clunking around. It's like the worst. <laughs> uh, um, people have been have been really doing these demos where they. They run like high-end graphics or doing like complex work in a web page um, using Rust and, and WebAssembly. So it's really cool, uh, really interesting, um, quite novel in terms of the computer science of it. Cool. So that's what I'm excited about. All right, Rust. I'll uh, look look forward to it. Is it a as far as languages go? Is it an easy one to learn? Do you think? Or no, it, yeah, no, no it, it'll be quite advanced. Okay. <laughs> it, it shouldn't be. I don't think it should be a first language. Yeah. I mean, do do whatever you want. Uh, and it has all the same primitives um, as any computer language. You know, if you learn one, um, all of them become become uh, much easier to learn. You know, it's the same. I should say too. You know, like some developers fight holy wars about which language is better, and they say this one sucks, this one's good, and um, they're all very, very similar. Um, um, even the like weird experimental academic ones are have the same. You know, it's just like an, an if statement. Mm-hmm. Where you say like if x is equal to five, then do this. If not, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, loops, which is just, uh, I mean, some languages don't ac- explicitly have loops, but um, mm-hmm. have a, lo- a looping concept, and and just like a function, uh, like an abstraction. Mm-hmm. So if you have a reasonable part of your program that you want to separate out and name something, mm-hmm. every language has that. So those three things are like, like once you get that, you're good. And if you learn JavaScript or Python first, then uh, saying, oh, yeah, I'm a REST developer, too. You're like, go, f- go for it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, Spencer, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us today. 
No problem at all, Ryan. Thank you. That was very informative. And uh, if anyone wants to check out Spencer's work, they can uh, go to your website, spencermountain.in. And uh, once again, Spencer, thanks so much and uh, have a great day. Thanks for joining us today. Check out our website at amateurpod.com. Comment on today's show. Tell us what you're learning, what you hope to learn, and what you thought about the show. And remember, there's a teacher in everyone you meet.